BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on a news roundup day here today on Crosstalk. And, uh, yeah, troublesome times around the world. Many things that are going on. And uh, certainly the importance for us to herald the good news of the gospel, friends. Uh, certainly the, uh, the times are getting tougher. And uh, we know the only lasting hope, the only solution for this world is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to uh, encourage others to come to him. Our thanks to Sandy, who's compiled so many stories through the course of the week here today. We'll seek to keep you updated on a number of issues happening both home and abroad, but uh, certainly having an impact upon us in these times in which we live. And uh, friends, uh, let me just say, don't get discouraged as you hear these stories today. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord, knowing he's in control. God certainly raises up and he puts down. And uh, we see that uh, happening all throughout human history. And so we know our God is sovereign. He is in control. Uh, but we are also un- uh, understanding of the times in which we live and observant as to what is going on. We're going to begin with the Western Journal today. A highly unusual event interrupted a scripted Chinese Communist Party Congress last Saturday. For some of you have seen the footage. A former party leader was escorted out of the meeting in full public view. Former Chinese leader Hu uh, Jintao was escorted from the closing session of the Congress, appearing uncertain of what was going on. Uh, He uh, stepped down as party leader 10 years ago and uh, seemed to be pretty reluctant to go when you watch that video. But he was approached in a seat by a party official who then pulled the older man to his feet as he appeared appeared to resist. A Chinese uh, Xin Xiao uh, news agency later said that Hu was not feeling well during the session. His staff for his health, I mean, that's what they said. But uh, it was also suggested by a op-ed in foreign policy that uh, the possibly she learned that this individual, whether through intent or perhaps an illness, might mar the unanimous vote on Xi's policies that concluded the Congress. It looked like uh, she was not going to have a unanimous vote, and so therefore need to get him out of the room. That's the speculation from some. WND.com reporting that the FBI has evidence of a former secretary for Hunter Biden was employed by the Chinese Communist Party before working for the Biden family business during the time it struck a lucrative deal with an energy firm at the heart of President Xi Jinping's quest for global economic and political domination. Should this not raise eyebrows? Should there not be investigation into these matters? The evidence uh, concerning Hunter Biden's former secretary uh, was at the center of a letter Wednesday from uh, Congressman James Comer, the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, to the FBI Director Christopher Wray. The committee Republicans want more information from Wray concerning the Biden's deal with Chinese government-linked CEFC China Energy in 2017 and 2018. After infiltrating the Biden family, it was said the letter states that uh, the secretary urged Hunter to encourage Joe Biden to run for president months before he announced and then supplied the Biden family campaign advice related to China. Much troubling news in that regard. Uh, again, should this not be investigated? Should there not be House oversight hearings on this matter as well? Let's go to just the news. Cybersecurity firm Mandiant on Wednesday said an influence campaign suspected of operating in support of China's public interests is targeting the U.S. by seeking to sow division both between the country and in allies, uh, you know, the country of the U.S. and its allies, and also within the United States itself. The group behind the campaign is also making aggressive attempts Listen to this, to discourage Americans from voting in upcoming midterm elections. Now, friends, there's been a lot of talk regarding that. Oh, just avoid the midterm. Don't get, and and the, causing that division to happen within our own nation. Folks, this is planned. It is planned. The report comes after the Justice Department charged 13 people earlier this week with acting as spies on behalf of the Chinese government against the U.S. The sowing of the discord 
between the U.S. and its allies and between citizens itself and and having an aggressive campaign to discourage Americans. Don't believe all these posts that are going out. I'm not going to go vote. You know, how many of these things are fake? Just designed to get people to be frustrated with the process, to not get out to the polls and vote. Folks, as we talked about yesterday with Sam Rohr, it is a stewardship that you have as a citizen of the United States, as a as a citizen of heaven as well. Let's go to Newsmax.com. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer might have been sending mixed messages to President Joe Biden when caught ta- talking to the commander-in-chief on a supposed hot microphone. The two met yesterday on an airport strip in Syracuse, roughly 48 hours after the Pennsylvania debate, uh, Senate debate between uh, John Fetterman and uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz. After the president deplaned, Schumer could reportedly be heard saying, looks like the debate didn't hurt us too much in Pennsylvania, and we're picking up steam in Nevada, he said. During that same exchange, though, Schumer told Biden, who was standing alongside New York Governor Kathy Hochul, that the Senate Democrats were in danger of losing one seat and the Senate race in Georgia was going downhill, he said. Patriot Post, the Biden administration indicated this week that it is tracking several threats to the nation's election security infrastructure during the midterms by foreign and non-state actors. The actual threats have yet to materialize or even be outlined in any detail, reports the Patriot Post. It should also be noted that there was an incident last week in Maricopa County, Arizona. At least two armed people dressed in tactical gear were watching over a mail-in ballot drop box. Two voters filed intimidation complaints. Even Hillary Clinton has gotten into the act, folks. Looking toward the 2024 presidential election, Clinton released a video in which she claimed that the right-wing extremists already have a plan to steal the next presidential election. Isn't that something? She's already being an election denier for 2024. Here's what she said. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it the right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican-controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive, and your dollars could very well decide the winners. Hillary Clinton already denying the upcoming election. Isn't that interesting? Um, let's move on to another topic here. It's from CBN News, Britain's new prime minister. Uh, uh, Rishi Sunak made his debut in Parliament Wednesday, bringing to the job a, well, he's a Hindu in faith, has said he supports moving Israel's capital to Jerusalem. He is the fifth prime minister in the past six years. Many hope this one, uh, that he will succeed. Uh, He is uh, described as a proud Hindu who has taken the oath as a member of parliament on the Hindu holy book. Um, Also as a finance minister, uh, he lit candles outside number 10 Downing Street for the Hindu festival of Diwali. He um, uh, also has voiced strong support for Israel, saying Jerusalem is indisputably the historic capital of the Jewish state and that there is a very strong case for moving Britain's embassy from Tel Aviv to 
Jerusalem. He's also against the BDS movement that has been launched against Israel. And uh, Reuters is also reporting that the this prime minister has promised Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky on Tuesday that Britain's support for Ukraine would be steadfast and as strong as ever under his premiership. That is according to a Downing Street spokesperson. And uh, coming to us from the Washington Times, this new British prime minister will close 30 cultural Confucius institutes that are run by Beijing. Britain's new prime minister says that China, that China poses the largest threat to the country and the world and has outlined plans to shut down controversial Chinese cultural institutes that critics say are used to promote Beijing propaganda and to influence activities. Let's go to another topic here today, LifeSiteNews.com. We're going to Canada now, only two weeks into the job. Alberta's new premier, Danielle Smith, has promised to eliminate the province's digital proof of vaccination infrastructure deployed under COVID, uh, during COVID, adding that people are not QR codes. She said, I'm waiting for this opportunity to purge the QR code database. I'm already put the request in. Um, we are human beings, we are not QR codes, and I never want to see a restaurant ask me ever again to show my vaccination vaccination status as a point of entry, she stressed. While walking, or rather talking to the Western Standard, Smith said she is going to hold Alberta Health Services accountable for their role in being a part of extreme COVID measures placed on citizens and also looking to replace the uh, the one who instituted the pro-lockdowns and pro-mandate chief medical officer as well. Uh, American Military News reporting that uh, Canadians can no longer buy, sell, or transfer handguns and cannot bring newly acquired handguns into the country, Prime Minister Trudeau has announced. The national handgun freeze is part of a major gun control law that's still being debated in Canadian Parliament. However, Trudeau's administration is already taking immediate action to put the handgun freeze in place. To the city of Chicago, FoxNews.com reporting Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot Wednesday proposed an ordinance giving the office of the mayor an annual inflation raise capped at 5%. Lightfoot currently takes in an annual salary of over 209000 That would raise to over 216000 in May, uh, according to the ordinance. Uh, this also uh, comes as Lightfoot has uh, faced a stream of heated criticism for her handling of violent crime in her city, which has increased 37% compared to 20, uh, 2021. Number of vehicle motor thefts is up 74% compared to the same period just a year ago. From Newsmax.com, the mass exodus from the New York Police Department continues as pension fund data shows over 3,000 officers have filed retirement paperwork, putting it on pace for more than 4,000 to leave NYPD this year. We keep ringing the alarm bell louder and louder, and every month the numbers get worse, said the Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Lynch. We have gone through a staffing problem to a staffing crisis and now to a full-blown staffing emergency. Crime and cost of living have combined for an overarching exodus from New York City. Uh, New York has become Dodge City, says um, New York Police Department uh, detective. He said, we've gone from New York City, it's become Dodge City, and those who can are pulling out of Dodge, and not just the cops, he said. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have you ever seen drawings of dinosaur-like creatures on rock walls left by the Indians? Yes, Chris, I have seen them, and they are amazing. People from every continent have drawn pictures and fashioned art objects after the likeness of dinosaurs. These predate our modern discovery of dinosaur fossils, proof that man and dinosaur lived together. Evolutionists, of course, dismiss these as fanciful dream tales. They believe that the amazing dinosaurs, with all their internal complexity and the DNA code, could evolve by chance random processes. Maybe it's easier to think that wind and water erosion produce these dinosaur pictographs on the rocks. I'm being fanciful, of course. But at least the back-to-Genesis viewpoint is consistent within itself. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org store and use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD. 
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Thanks for tuning in to our broadcast today, keeping you informed on many, many issues going on across our nation. Things that are going by unreported or underreported, but uh, bringing them to your attention today. The Daily Signal is reporting. We we're just talking about what's going on in New York City with police officers. Uh, uh, by the way, I believe today is the uh, uh, First Responders Appreciation Day International, and uh, certainly uh, reach out to a first responder thanking them for their service uh, to our nation, to your community uh, as well. Uh, this from the Daily Signal, Minneapolis is having a tough time restaffing its police force amid a crime wave after officers left en masse following the George Floyd killing. Then Minneapolis Police Chief uh, Arredondo said the department lost about 300 officers by October of 21 to causes including retirement, resignation, disability leave. Uh, the department has reportedly seen applicants uh, drop from 292 in 2019 to just 57 this year. The September graduating recruiting class featured only six individuals, according to the AP. Uh, the recruitment problems accompany skyrocketing crime in Minneapolis. Remember, Minneapolis was a city that started this uh, defund the police movement. Uh, skyrocketing crime in Minneapolis is, is taking place. Murders and aggravated assaults increased by almost 100 percent and 33 percent, respectively, between 2019 and 2021, AP is reporting. Minnesota Supreme Court declared in June that Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry had failed to employ enough officers to satisfy a city law requirement. Fox News is reporting the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Paul, has been violently assaulted with a hammer this morning in a San Francisco home invasion, leaving him with blunt force injuries, the congressman's uh, woman's spokesperson and reports say. The assailant is in custody, the motivation for the attack under investigation. National Review reporting that the police in South Florida have made a second arrest in connection with a vicious weekend attack on a GOP worker who told authorities that he was attacked because he was a Republican, according to an arrest report. Marco Rubio first tweeted about the attack on Monday and has highlighted the case as an example of anti-Republican media bias. He said local media spent two days treating the GOP canvasser who was attacked as a criminal and denying the attack was politically motivated. Now a second arrest, a police report and surveillance video shows how biased and irresponsible the narrative was. According to the Hialeah police report, the alleged victim of the attack was distributing political flyers for Rubio and Ron DeSantis and uh, found that uh, some individuals were blocking the sidewalk, according to the arrest report and uh, said he could not pass through because he was a Republican. CBNnews.com reporting a Wisconsin man, Daryl Brooks, was convicted Wednesday of killing six people and injuring dozens of others when he drove his SUV through the Waukesha Christmas Parade, wrapping up a trial which he defended himself with bizarre legal theories and erratic outbursts. Daryl Brooks guilty on all 76 charges, including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide, faces a mandatory life sentence on each homicide account. He was representing himself in court and uh, turned away the uh, public defenders that had been uh, working with him. Political Insider says that lawmakers from both parties are reportedly seeking to lock in a staggering $50 billion in additional military aid for Ukraine before a new Congress is sworn in January. The move is yet another indication that your elected senators and representatives no longer view the American people as their top priority. Another $50 billion they're looking at, the Political Insider reports, uh, going to Ukraine. From CBN News, Russian President Vladimir Putin facing military production delays and mounting losses urged his government Tuesday to cut through bureaucracy to crank out enough weapons and supplies to feed the war in Ukraine. In other developments, Ukrainian authorities have asked citizens not to return home and further tax the country's battered energy infrastructure. Axios is reporting that commercial satellites that the U.S. and its allies are using could become legitimate targets for retaliatory action by Russia, a senior Russian foreign ministry official told the United Nations on Wednesday. That's right. You provoke us and commercial satellites of the U.S., uh, they are uh, 
under, you know, can be targeted. American Military News reporting that the Japanese and U.S. militaries will be holding another large-scale joint exercise next month, this time also joined by ships and aircraft from Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom. It's called Exercise Keen Sword and will take place November 10th through the 19th on military installations in Japan, its surrounding waters, and also in airspace. The Epic Times reporting that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention pressured U.S. regulators to clear COVID-19 boosters without clinical trial data. That's according to newly released emails. CDC officials relayed to counterparts at the FDA in early August 2021 that they wanted authorization for Moderna and Pfizer boosters as data began showing that the vaccines were not working as well as initially promoted. The conversation took place on a call that was described by Dr. Phil Krauss, a top FDA official, to several other FDA workers. Take a deep breath before reading this next paragraph on that call. The CDC evidently stated that they will assemble all the data that they are aware of on third dosing in this setting and send it to us in the hope that we will very soon authorize the third dose for immunocompromised as part of the EUA, Krauss wrote in the August 5, 2021 email. Emails show that the CDC wanted the booster approved without a trial. Did you hear that? They wanted the booster approved without a trial. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, a professor of medicine at Stanford University, wrote on Twitter. LifeSiteNews.com reporting that a top vaccination official with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration acknowledged in a recent interview that the prospect of continued booster shots to account for COVID-19 variants may well be unsustainable. Peter Marks, director of FDA Center for Bi- Biologics and uh, Biologics, that is, Evaluation and Research, told Stat News that he would be lying to you if he uh, if it doesn't come uh, keep me up at night worrying that there is a certain chance that we may have to deploy another booster, at least for a portion of the population, perhaps older individuals, before next September, October. He said, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but it's what keeps me up at night because we see how fast this virus is evolving. Folks, the variants are outpacing the boosters, and it's keeping the FDA up at night thinking about it. New American is reporting that the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, said last year that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. They don't get sick. Well, then she just recently got a COVID vaccine, contracted the virus, and got sick. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a statement about her situation last Saturday, saying Walensky is up to date with her vaccines. Political relates the CDC as stating... Uh, and she is experiencing mild symptoms. She is isolating at home per her agency's guidance. An important story coming out from CBN News. Researchers with the Florida Department of Health have analyzed data for adverse reactions among mRNA vaccine recipients. And they found some serious concerns, particularly for young men. Now, folks, I want you to listen to this because there's not hardly about a couple days going by when we're not hearing of another young man dying of a heart attack, not waking up from sleep, dying on, on, on the sports field, dying in competition of some sort. Well, their research has led to a big announcement from Florida's Surgeon General. Florida's Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Latipo. He has issued new guidance regarding mRNA shots, warning that they are associated with an 84% increase in cardiac-related adverse events among males 18 to 39. Now, friends, that's so significant, I want to read this again, because they have analyzed the data for the adverse events, the adverse reaction to the mRNA vaccine recipients. This is not some right wing. The folks, this is Florida's Surgeon General and issued this guidance regarding mRNA shots, warning that they are associated with an 84 percent increase in cardiac related adverse events among males 18 to 39 years old. He contends that the state's research, along with other peer-reviewed research, indicates males in this age range should not receive those types of vaccines. That's coming from Florida's Surgeon General. But coming from the White House, on Tuesday, they tweeted this out. They've got this new spooky spot of people coughing and, and dark black colors. This is a black and white video. That the, the White House just tweeted this out this week. It's a silhouette of a person having a coughing fit. 
and it says you can't see it, but you can hear it. Get your annual COVID vaccine shot before Halloween and avoid a spooky Thanksgiving. From LifeSiteNews.com, a major Indian vaccine manufacturer was forced to toss out 100 million expired booster booster doses of its COVID-19 shots due to unexpectedly low jab uptake. Serum Institutes of India, the world's largest vaccine producer, has been making India's version of AstraZeneca's mRNA COVID shot. While roughly 298 million doses of the booster shots have been administered in India since the initial rollout, another 100 million doses in stock expired in September had to be destroyed, the BBC reported. The Indian government had attempted to offload the shots in July by launching this marketing campaign to provide free booster shots to adults for 75 days to mark India's 75 years of independence. Well, the effort failed to generate sufficient uptake. Let's go to LifeSiteNews.com, New York City. Uh, the New York City uh, will not scrap its COVID-19 jab mandate for public workers, despite a state Supreme Court judge's Monday ruling declaring that the requirement is unconstitutional. The city had filed an appeal challenging this decision, arguing that the mandate that saw roughly 2,000 employees fired for vaccine refusal is firmly grounded in law. New York State Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzio had handed down a 13-page decision on Monday declaring that New York's health commissioner had exceeded his authority by imposing the October 2021 mandate and that it is time for the city of New York to do what is right and what is just by rolling back the requirement. The judge consequently ordered that the 16 unvaccinated Department of Sanitation employees who filed the petition last summer be reinstated in their full capacities by 6 a.m. Tuesday, October 25th and be entitled to back pay beginning from the date of their termination. However, New York City disagreed, opting to file an appeal challenging the decision. They have rejected the judge's ruling to reinstate their unvaccinated public employees. Speaking of New York, Daily Wire reporting that just after announcing New York City's first two deaths linked to monkeypox, the city's health department explained that from now on it will refer to the virus as MPV. Don't want to say the words monkeypox. Monkeypox, which largely transmits Uh, through the sexual relations between men, hit the U.S. earlier this year and has infected nearly 30,000 Americans, killing six, according to CDC. Along with expressing concern for the virus, the NYC Health Department said it's worried about the, quote, inaccurate and stigmatizing label that comes with the virus. Isn't that something? Stigmatizing. Folks, what do they do when they... When the COVID came, they shut down businesses. They shut down, well, and they told you what businesses were essential, what businesses were not essential. They shut down churches across this nation and organizations all over the country. Shut them down. Have to stop the virus. Oh, if they had taken the same aspect, the same approach when it comes to the monkeypox. But no, we can't have a stigmatizing effect. We can't shut down the so-called gay bathhouses. We cannot shut down the gay pride festivals taking place. No, that is stigmatizing. Folks, something's wrong. We've lost our moral compass. We'll be back in just a minute with some more stories. Yes, we're going to be dealing with some energy matters coming up in a moment. You're listening to a news roundup on Crosstalk here on VCY America. The Bible follows the rise and fall of kingdoms and governments, covers millennia of ancient history, and reveals God's plan for humanity through powerful accounts that still speak to us today. In the hardcover book, Charting the Bible Chronologically, authors Tommy Ice and Ed Heinsohn have teamed up to provide readers a panoramic view of the events recorded in Scripture, all laid out in chronological order. This book takes you from the words, In the Beginning, all the way to the New Jerusalem. With 40-plus full-color charts, you will see timelines of biblical history, pre-flood genealogy, Israel, the life of Christ, and a master fold-out chart of the entire Bible. This is a vital resource for new believers and Bible scholars alike, providing a visual guide to God's unfolding plan. Charting the Bible chronologically is available for a donation of $25 or more to VCY. Call 1-800-729-9829. 
It's the News Roundup Day here on Crosstalk. Uh, so many things to go through here today, but I uh, want to give you just uh, an overview, a glimpse of many of the matters that are taking place. And uh, let's continue on with uh, some energy-related issues. Uh, from townhall.com, Saudi Arabia warning that President Joe Biden's politically motivated draining of the strategic petroleum reserve could cause serious problems for the U.S. in the future. This is uh, coming from the energy minister of Saudi Arabia uh, using the emergency stockpiles to manipulate markets when the purpose should be to mitigate any shortages of supply. Last week, President Biden announced he had another million barrels uh, to be released from the uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve, falsely claiming that the move will lower gas prices for American families at the pump. It's now at its lowest level since 1984 was just 17 days worth of supply left. I mean, that's a, if, if we would use it all up and we had no other oil source, it would take 17 days and that reserve would be all gone. The White House had been vague about when they plan to refill the reserve, but folks just think when they do fill it up, what the cost is going to be at that particular time. Now, also being reported uh, here, and let me just uh, check on the source of this. This is... Uh, uh, from uh, Pamela Geller, and uh, okay, and she's quoting the Epoch Times, the United States is down to 25 days of diesel supply. Data proved, uh, provided by the Energy Information Administration show that diesel stockpiles are at the lowest level for October and records that date back to 1993. Prices, meanwhile, remain relatively elevated, according to AAA. The average price for a gallon of diesel stands at around five thirty-three nationwide. That's up nearly $2 since the same time in 2021. Wholesale diesel prices at the New York spot market spiked last week to more than $200 per barrel. It comes as the Biden administration recently announced it will release another 15 million barrels from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Now, get this, folks. Last night, what happened in Syracuse is just unbelievable. I thought, what planet is, is, is this person living on? We're talking about last night, President Biden said that gas prices were over $5 a gallon when he took office. But they're actually well under $3 a gallon when he made the boast. Well, he was in Syracuse last night. I want you to hear what he had to say, and I'll have some comments after this. Uh, this is uh, his claim last evening. Let's just take a look at the facts. When I took office, the economy was in ruins. My predecessor was the first president since Herbert Hoover. Not a joke to lose jobs in the entirety of his administration. The first. Unemployment, when I was sworn in, was at 6.4%. Hundreds of thousands of small businesses had closed. The irony is that during the pandemic, the record number of Americans became, at the same time we lost all these small companies, the record number of Americans became billionaires in the middle of this crisis. While more than 9 million people were still out of work from the pandemic when I took office. Today, with the help of the people behind me, we're in a much better place. (laughs) 10 million jobs created since we took office. A record for any administration... In American history. Unemployment is at 3.5%, the lowest it's been in 50 years. 5.4 million Americans applied to start small businesses, the highest level ever in American history. And because of the action we've taken, gas prices are declining. We're down $1.25 since the peak this summer, and they've been falling for the last three weeks as as well. And adding up real savings for families. Today, the most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. Hear that? Down from over $5, you know, a gallon when he took office? Let's go to AAA. National average of gas, regular gas, on January 20th, 2021, the day he took office, was not over $5 a gallon. You you know, you've heard the term gaslighting. That's a gaslighting phrase that the president just used. 
Regular gas on the day that President Biden took over, January 20th, 2021, was at $2.393 per gallon. Two thirty nine a gallon on the day he took office. It was not over five dollars. And even on Thursday when he made that statement, he said it was three thirty nine. Actually AAA said it was three seventy six. As Fox Business reported, it wasn't until well over a year into Biden's presidency that gas hit five dollars a gallon. It was during his presidency that this happened. Folks, the gaslighting is is ever before us here. Now, CNSNews.com is reporting the average U.S. household spending more on energy this winter due to uh, higher fuel prices and increased heating demand prompted by colder weather. Uh, The U.S. Energy Information Administration, that's the EIA forecast for the upcoming winter fuels uh, uh, outlook. According to their winter forecast, heating oil fuel expenditures will rise 27%. Natural gas heating fuel expenditures to rise 28%. Electricity heating expenditures to rise 10%. Propane heating expenditures vary widely by region, aren't, are not tracked in the West, but are projected to increase an average of 5%. Inventories across a range of fuels are low, which creates the possibility for high price volatility and spice, uh, price spikes, uh, particularly if the winter turns out to be very cold. The EIA is warning. From the Daily Torch, on October 13th, there was a 26-day supply of home-eating oil left for Northeast United States. By October 24th, down to a 25-day supply. Again, that's when you say those numbers, that doesn't mean we're running out in 25 days from now. No, if we had no other oil coming into this, we would be bringing, within 25 days, the supply would be gone. Um, According to energy.gov, if released, the Northeast Home Heating Oil Reserve could boost supplies for about a week or two. Let's go to WND.com. Grocery prices under Joe Biden's economic policies have exploded over the last year. Meat and poultry up 13 percent. Fruit up nearly 11 percent. Baked goods about 8 percent. Average food inflation across the board has run run by some estimates about 12 percent. And they're reporting that it's about to get worse. The Center Square reporting the cost of farming will remain volatile next year and high grocery prices with it, according to a University of Missouri Research Associate for the Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute. Senior Research Associate Ben Brown said that all farmers have few ways to adapt when the operating cost rises. That was especially true in 2021 when farmers and ranchers paid from 200 to 300 percent more for fertilizer. Plus, the volatility of the European markets affect the cost of natural gas used to produce the, uh, the ammonia for adding nitrogen to the soil to improve plant growth. But Brown said this, if we think we've got high natural gas prices here in the U.S., our friends in Europe are experiencing price increases up to 300 percent or more. So what do we do with all this? Well, do you know, uh, coming up in uh, November, there is going to be this COP27, the convention of of parties coming together in Egypt. And as climate, this is from North the New com. as climate dignitaries and world leaders prepare to converge in Egypt in mid-November to solve the alleged climate crisis, the biggest issues to be decided will involve money and lots of money. Under the guise of what is called loss and damage, taxpayers in adv- advanced nations like the United States are expected to pay massive reparations to third world governments. The World Economic Forum, the uh, fascist and globalist big business alliance behind the Great Reset Agenda is publicly arguing that climate reparations must be top of the agenda at COP27. And governments of the world are taking note. Globalists in the third world regimes demanding more money are calling for trillions of dollars in reparations for everything from pl- floods to droughts. By 2050, the economic cost of loss and damages in developing countries is estimated to be, uh, be between one uh, one million, or rather, one trillion and one point eight trillion dollars," said WEF uh, export and propagandist. Uh, that would be Abihov Shu uh, wrote on their website. Isn't this amazing? U.S. You need to pay reparations to third world countries. Um, Lord willing, um, we are going to have a live report in the midst of that uh, COP twenty seven 
from Alex Newman, who is going to be there reporting. And uh, we plan to have him on one day on Crosstalk, a live coming from that conference. Forbes is reporting that relying only on battery-powered electric vehicles in a cold climate takes courage. That's one reason why, at the end of 2021, Alaska has 1,290 registered electric vehicles compared to over 563,000 in California and over 95,000 in Florida. But the new Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act allocates $7.5 billion over five years to states for electric charging stations. Alaska, they're set to get $52 million of that money. Do you know that works out to more than $40,000 per electric vehicle? Four states with even fewer electric vehicles in Alaska will get larger per vehicle subsidies. North Dakota has the fewest electric vehicle registrations in the U.S. They have 380 electric vehicles in all of North Dakota. It's going to get $26 million for charging stations. That's 68000 per registered EV. Wyoming. Uh, is to get on the equivalent of 53,000 per EV. They've only got 510 electric vehicles in the state. South Dakota has 680 vehicles. They're due to get $29 million, $43,000 per vehicle. West Virginia, $46,000 per vehicle. A study by Autocar shows that electric vehicles lose on average a third of their range in the winter which reduces a typical 240-mile trip to 160 miles. Townhall.com reporting, (laughs) this is amazing, in the throes of an energy crisis, a German energy company is moving forward with plans to dismantle a wind farm, dismantle a wind farm that's adjacent to its coal mine in order to expand the coal mine operations. Isn't that interesting? Wow, wish we had more time to go into that story. Elon Musk fired every Twitter executive involving uh, in banning Trump, hiding the Biden laptop story as well. Just went in there and uh, started firing individuals, including one who headed up the site's uh, trust and safety division. want to play a clip here, if I can, of, uh, make sure I've got time here. Yes, this is uh, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. He spoke out, uh, he was being interviewed here just recently, and uh, spoke out about the leak and the impact of the leak and what's that having upon the U.S. Supreme Court and its justices. It was a grave betrayal of trust by somebody, and it uh, was a shock because nothing like that had happened in the past. So it certainly changed the atmosphere at the court for the remainder of, of last term. The leak also made those of us who were thought to be in the majority in support of overruling Roe and Casey targets for assassination because it gave people a rational reason to think they could prevent that from happening by killing one of us. And we know that a, a man has been charged with attempting to kill Justice Kavanaugh. It's a pending case, so I won't say anything more about that. Okay, so this was made before a Heritage Foundation event, but uh, made us targets for assassination, he said. Uh, Let's see, illegal crossings near the 3 million mark, as Texas DPS is warning the border is not secure. And this interesting, while illegal immigrants continue to flood the U.S., the Biden administration says Arizona's efforts to shore up the border using shipping containers, uh, not the illegal immigration, they're saying that what Arizona is doing is constituting actual trespass against the United States. By putting up these shipping containers to stop illegal aliens from coming into our country. They're saying, State, you are you you're involved in trespass against the US. My oh my. Uh, tell you what, we're up against the break. Our phone number, 800 733 9829 800 733 9829 For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Well, as many of you know by now, Kanye West came out and made a bunch of anti-Semitic comments about the Jewish people. I warned on my national radio show that this public figure, who's being praised by many on the right and the left, would be used to justify more anti-Semitism. Well, over the weekend, it's being reported by a Fox Los Angeles station that a big anti-Semitic sign saying that Kanye West was right about the Jews was flying over the interstate. 
My friends, I have done conferences, two of them, national conferences a few years ago called Holocaust Horizon, warning about the dangers of the rise of anti-Semitism. We have said since Nazi Germany, never again. But my friends, the anti-Semitism is rising. But let's be clear. It's rising from the right and from the left, including within evangelicalism with replacement theology that says God is done with Israel. That's a lie. Be on guard. This is a News Roundup Day here today on Crosstalk. If you have a brief comment you'd like to make uh, or cover a, a story of local interest there where you are, uh, pick up your phone, give us a call, 800-733-9829. By the way, uh, Coach Kennedy, he was a high school football coach who lost a job for praying on the field after games. Well, it looks like he's going to be reinstated by March 15th of 2023 uh, after he won that Supreme Court decision 6-3. to Let's go to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk and uh, hear what's on your mind. We're going to begin with George in Olney, Illinois. You're on the air, George. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I understand there's supposed to be a total eclipse of the sun visible in the United States of America on Election Day, November the 8th. It seemed to me like that used to be pretty rare, but my, it's like earthquakes and, and in dire places. It's starting to happen all the time. Okay, thank you for your comment. Uh, let's go to Brad in West Dallas. You're on the air. Hey, Brother Jim. Uh, boy, that uh, crazy Biden is really full of hops. Um, trashing our oil production, spending money we don't have, giving lots of that money to other countries, and as usual, getting nothing in return for it. Um, telling us unemployment is at 3% and crowing about his job creation, somebody ought to tell him that fentanyl dealers do not count. Um, making the border non-existent and telling us it's secure. People should take note of all this stuff and uh, also take note of what you reported earlier, how Red China wants Americans to not vote. Yes, yes. So if you, were, if you don't vote... You're doing exactly what the Chicoms want you to do. Yeah, yeah, and it's really a ploy, Brad. I mean, we saw what happened in in Georgia uh, after the, you know the runoff election last year, and and they said, oh, there's so much cheating in Georgia, it doesn't pay to go vote. Well, look what happened as a result. Yeah, self fulfilling prophecy thing comes. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Our number to crosstalk is eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. By the way, I just look up here. It's going to be a lunar eclipse on election day, uh, November eighth, twenty twenty two. They can pretty well map these things out. Uh, not so much like uh, earthquakes and so forth, but uh, that is uh, a lunar eclipse that is. Uh, going to be taking place. Um, by the way, a very uh, interesting phenomenon going on with all the indoctrination that's happening in many schools on LGBT-related issues and gender fluidity, fluidity and and uh, even the teaching to students about being non-binary. Well, a Maryland school is seeing a 600% in non-binary students. Uh, the ChristianHeadlines.com has that story Nearly 600% increase in the number of students who identify as non-binary should lead parents to stand boldly against a social contagion that's impacting countless children, says Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis. Also, this is very, very troubling. According to uh, JAMA Pediatrics, childhood mastectomies have increased by 389%. 398% for gender-affirming mastectomies for children between the years of 2016 and 2019. And with all of this proliferation of indoctrination that's going on, I'm scared to know what those numbers are really now coming through at least last year of 2021. Uh, we've got uh, Richard from Washington. Richard, you're on the air. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I'd just like to read a part of the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4. The United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. This guy in the White House should be impeached. And, Jim, I wish that you would repeat that statement often. Article 4, Section 4. 
Thank you, and have a good day. Thank you, Richard, for your call here today on Crosstalk. Our number, 800-733-9829. Some uh, reading score information has come out, and uh, this from Newsmax.com. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday ripped lockdown New York and California for shutting down schools during COVID-19 pandemic while simultaneously touting his state's performance in reading and math in the 2022 National Assessment of Education Progress. Uh, consider the nation's report card. He said, we insisted on keeping schools open and guaranteed in-person learning in 2020 because we knew there would be widespread harm to our students if students were locked out. Today's results once again prove that we made the right decision. In Florida, the fourth grade students ranked number three in reading, number four in math, achieving top four in both English and math for the first time in state history while lockdown California and New York are not even in the top 30. Let's go to Tyrone next in Milwaukee. You're on the air, Tyrone. Hello, Tyrone. Hello. You're on the air. Hello, Tyrone. Please go ahead. This is not Tyrone. This is Yvonne. I'm sorry, Yvonne. My mistake. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hello, Tyrone. Please go ahead. Hi. I'm calling about uh, the Nancy Pelosi, how they broke into her house. Yeah. And I think they should have had security for her as well as the other people they have security for. Since she's the Speaker of the House, why do they have security for Donald Trump? He's no longer in office. And Nancy, Nancy Pelosi was with her security team in Washington, D.C., I'm confident that they have some kind of security system at the house there as well. But but Nancy Pelosi does have security, and and she was with her security uh, 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 in D.C. at the time that this happened. A very tragic thing that that, that took place here. Uh, thank you for the comment. And uh, Philip in Richland, you're on the air. Philip, go ahead. Philip, don't listen to the radio, please. Listen to your phone. Yes. Uh... This is Philip Gordon. I'm calling with regard to the need for prayer in the com- in our country. Yes. We need to pray on your radio station so that people will learn how to pray the scriptures. It's very important that we pray what God wants us to pray. Mm-hmm. And you have a booklet that I sent to you several months ago. It's called An Appeal to Heaven for America mm-hmm. by Dr. Chuck and Joe Harding, who are missionaries to the United States of America, located in Washington, D.C. They mm-hmm. know what is going on, and they wrote this, and it's a wonderful book about how to pray. Great. Thank you so much, Philip. Indeed, prayer for our nation is so important. We are out of time on the broadcast here today, and uh, folks, we do encourage you to be praying and to be informed on the issues. Uh, November 8th is coming, a very critical election as we uh, elect a House of Representatives. Uh, who will have control of the Senate? But, folks, it's uh, so critically important uh, as we follow from, well, we learn what Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people call by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Something God spoke to Israel, but I believe there's application for us as well. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.